Welcome to another episode of the Build That Business podcast. Today, I have the lovely Bevan Ferrand on the show to talk about how to build an explosive, successful business using her framework called the Damn Manifesto. If it sounds big, bold, and exciting, I can tell you it is. In 2019, after unexpectedly losing her husband five days after they returned from a whirlwind trip to France, Bevan founded the Take the Damn Chance movement. Her damn framework has inspired hundreds to connect with people that they love, to do the crazy thing that makes all the difference, and when given a choice, to take the damn chance. Additionally, she's an executive business strategist and coach who supports small businesses and entrepreneurs in developing and executing strategies to take their revenue to six and seven figures. She's a dear friend of mine and inspires me daily. Without further ado, I'm excited to welcome the wonderful Bevan to the show. Hello there, and welcome to the Build That Business podcast. Lindsay J. Williams here. I'm a small town mama from Niagara Falls, New York with big, bold dreams. I'm also a successful solopreneur on a mission to help you build, grow, and scale your business. And I'm a damn good cheerleader, if I do say so myself. So I'll be with you every step of the way, girlfriends. Here, we share tangible tips and inspiring stories from entrepreneurs just like you, making their business dreams happen. We talk about the triumphs and the struggles of life as an entrepreneur. So what do you say? Are you ready to turn your passion into profits? Are you ready to build that business? I thought you might say so. Let's get to work. Hello there, Bevan, and welcome to the Build That Business podcast. I am thrilled to have you on today. I'm so excited. I always learn so much from you, and I'm just always so inspired by you. So thank you for coming on. This is going to be such a treat. Thank you for having me. I have been looking forward to this for quite a while, ever since we first talked about it. And I'm just so excited to be here with you and with your listeners. So thank you for having me. You are so welcome, Bevan. For everyone listening, Bevan and I chat. We're friends off the mic too. But (laughs) when you sent in the topic ideas, just so everyone's listening, I'm like, I love them all. Can we do... (laughs) Multiple episodes. So this is episode one of Bevin. So you will be hearing a lot from her on the podcast and you will know instantly why I love Bevin and all the things she talks about and why you need to just soak up everything that she has to offer us. So for people who don't know you yet, will you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? And then we're going to dive into the damn manifesto. Absolutely. So Back in 2019, my husband, Mark, surprised me on Mother's Day with four bottles of Bordeaux wine and a card written in French, which seemed very strange because he did not speak French. (laughs) Uh, But he was telling me that he was going to take us to Bordeaux for my 40th birthday, which would be in November. And it was just going to be the two of us. We were leaving our kids at home. So we were so excited. We immediately dove in to start planning. And then two weeks later, I got laid off from a job that I absolutely loved. I thought I was going in for a promotion and instead I got laid off and our life was just flipped upside down. We had a four-month-old and a two-year-old. I was three-fifths of our income, so we definitely were not expecting to lose that. And as I thought about it, and we live in the country, so I was walking on country roads without sidewalks. And I said, you know, Mark, I'm not going to look for another job. 
But this is the third time I have been laid off in my career. And I am not willing to put the financial health of myself and our family into the hands of any one person ever again. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners understand that because they want their own businesses, right? They want to grow that business. They don't want to be beholden to any one person. So I said, let's just test it. Let's see if we can proof of concept, see if I can make $5,000 by the end of August. But immediately we were like, we should totally cancel this trip to France. And I was like, okay, look, Mark bought trip insurance. So we could wait. So we were like, let's just see how things go. I started um, my business. What I had decided to do was take everything I knew from working in the digital marketing space as a brand strategist, a launch manager, and apply that to smaller businesses. So I had been working with six, seven, eight figure businesses, some of the best digital marketers in the world behind the scenes. And so I was applying this then to small businesses and entrepreneurs who wanted to grow their business to five, six, and even seven figures. And so no money in May, no money in June, a thousand dollars in July. And by the end of August, I made my first five thousand dollars. By October, I was hitting $10,000 months consistently. So we decided, let's go on this trip. But even the day before, we're like, this is totally crazy. (laughs) But we went and had an amazing time. Got to celebrate my birthday with Mark, who was my best friend, the love of my life. And we wandered through the city together, had delicious food, fantastic wine, and really got to know each other as who we were before we had kids, before we got married. And then we came back. We were only there for, I think, 39 hours on the ground. (laughs) Came back. It was Thanksgiving week. So Mark had taken the whole week off work. We got stuff done around the house. We prepped for Thanksgiving, which has always been my favorite holiday. We had Thanksgiving with about 25 people there because it was pre-COVID. And then the next morning, I went upstairs to wake up Mark and he was ice cold and he had passed away in the middle of the night. And we had no idea that he had undiagnosed heart disease. One of his arteries was 50% blocked. The other was 95% blocked. And so all of a sudden, I am now the solo parent of two children under the age of three. I am the sole financial provider for our family. And I'm doing this all without my best friend and the love of my life, who also happens to be my biggest cheerleader. And so... Everything was inside out, shaken up, just totally devastating. And a month later, I posted on social media about that trip, about going to France together and being together. And I ended it by saying, you know, when you're faced with a choice, just take the damn trip. And that really resonated with people. And I got so many messages. And I had to sit and think about, all of the hardest things that I had been through because not just losing Mark, but I lost my home and house fire in 2010. I lost my dad to cancer when I was 24. I've been very open about the fact that my kiddos are IVF babies. So I've been through years of fertility treatments and a miscarriage. And I had to think, what is it that I do differently, not better than other people, but differently to navigate these things with some grace and creativity in order to do the amazing things like building my business from zero to $300,000 in 18 months. I'm at like $558,000 in three years of this business. And then having my kiddos and building our dream home. So what is it that I do differently? And that is where the DAM framework came up. 
And it is four mindsets that when you see them, you can apply them to any area of your business or life, anything, and it will truly just change your life. Bevan, your story always gives me goosebumps every time I hear your story and I'm a follower, a fan. I watch every training and thing that you do. And when you tell your story, I get the same reaction every time. I get goosebumps and I'm just so amazed by you and just your example you set, everything you teach. It leaves me speechless every time, Bevan, because you're so right. You do things so differently. And now you're sharing that with the world. And I can see the impact that you're making. And I'm just... I'm not surprised at all, at all to hear those kind of numbers. But even more importantly, the impact you're making is really going to change the world. And I'm just honored to see it, honored to be a friend and alongside you as you navigate all of this. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm excited to share your damn manifesto because I think it's going to change people's lives. So can we talk about that? What is the damn manifesto? Let's break that down and let's start there. Absolutely. So like I said, as I talked about like, oh, take the damn trip and people would say that back to me. And I said, it's really not about a trip. It's about taking the damn chance on yourself. Mm -hmm. It's about doing the damn thing. And so the very first step and truly the most critical step is creating what I call the damn manifesto. And this is something that honestly, I use it for any big, bold goal, big, bold dream that I want to bring to life, I create a damn manifesto now. Like I'm testing it right now on fitness and health because it's something I've always struggled with. And I created a damn manifesto. And just last night I pulled it back out and I wrote it back down because I was like, this is the thing. This is the touchstone. And so with all of my clients, especially entrepreneurs, but all of my clients, we create their damn manifesto. And so what that is, is it is the yes and your six dimensional why, because you hear people talk about like, find your why, and that's never enough. It is never enough to hang your big dreams, the business you want to start, you know, the family you want to build, the type of parent you want to be. It's never enough to hang it just on one why. And so what we start with is our yes. And the yes seems really obvious, right? Like I want to have a business or I want to be an entrepreneur, but we get really, really clear about it because first of all, a lot of times we cut ourselves off before we can even really get to our big yes, because we have forgotten how to dream like children. When we're a kid and we say, I want to be my daughter's five, my oldest daughter's five. And when I ask her what she wants to be, she's like, I want to be a dancer, teacher, singer, you know, all these things. And I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor, author, doctor, truck driver. Like, I, <laughs> I wanted to do all those things. And it didn't occur to us as children that that was not possible. Mm-hmm. But when we're adults and we're dreaming, we immediately edit. We think, oh man, I really want to have a six-figure business, a multi-six-figure, a million-dollar business. Oh, but I couldn't do it because of this. It's too late. It's not the right time. I don't know how to. We immediately start to edit. So the very first thing I do with my clients is we go big. We go broad. We think of all the possibilities that you could want. And then we narrow it down. And we pick the thing that you want 
more than anything right now. And that becomes your yes. It's the thing that you are willing to make your top priority and put your resources behind and it inspires you. So that becomes your yes. Does that make sense so far? Yes, this is so good. Okay, so you pick the one thing you want more than anything right now. I think a lot of us, we tend to pick, and I don't know if this is right, but just thinking out loud, sometimes I think we tend to pick too many yeses and we're like chasing all these things. So I love that you're narrowing it down to what's the thing you want more than anything right now. It's very specific. Well, because we have to think about it, right? I know there's a lot of people listening that are probably multi-passionate entrepreneurs. I have been there as well. There's several issues with it, but I'll just talk about a couple. One is when we have all of these ideas that we want to go after at the same time, it's like trying to drive 17 different cars to the same destination. So you drive one car a mile down the road and then you get out and you run back and you get another car and maybe you only drive that one half a mile and then you run back and you get another one and you drive that one two miles and then you run back and you get the other one that was already a mile down the and nothing gets to the destination because you're trying to bring it all along at the same time. So instead we pick the thing we want to go all in on. And look, I'm not saying you have to do that for the next 30 years of your life. You might tweak, you might pivot all of those things, but we've got to give it the best chance possible. And so we do that. And through the process of finding this damn manifesto, I take people through what I call the trip filter, which is we ask ourselves, am I willing to make this my top priority? That's the T. Am I willing to resource it with my time, money, energy, focus, space, whatever our resources are? Is it inspiring? And is it personal? And if you could answer yes about your yes to all of those things, then it is the right thing to go all in on for now. Okay. I love this so much. I'm going to have post-it notes all over my desk by the end of this. (laughs) I love your acronyms. They're so good. Everything is an acronym because it's easier for me to remember it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love a Bevan acronym. I have post-it all over. I just made one, the trip. I haven't seen that or heard that from you yet. And I love it. Okay. So this is brilliant. So step one, we pick our yes. Right. We put it next to the trip test. Yep. We didn't talk about the damn framework itself because the mindsets are decide and declare is the D. And this is really the damn manifesto is heavy in the decide and declare because we have to decide what's most important and start to declare it. Attend your own party is really like staying present in the moment and comparing yourself to where you are now and where you want to be, where you've been, rather than comparing ourselves to so many other people. The M is moments, not minutes. And that is realizing that you've heard of those, like, it's the moments that take your breath away, Mm -hmm. right? It's the moments that are so important. And then the N is now is the time. And that really is, there will never be a perfect day to go after your big dreams. So why not today? I mean, I am truly living proof of like, we are not promised tomorrow. So we have to take the damn chance on ourselves. So that's the yes. And we run it through that filter. And then we come up with our six dimensional why. And this started because like I said, I've heard it all over. Like you start with why. I think that's Simon Sinek's book. You find your why. Why are you so passionate about this? And it's really important, but very few people are going far enough. And so I have created what I call this six dimensional why. And that is looking at 
when we bring our big, bold dream to life, when we have that thriving business, when we have that family we've always wanted, how is it going to impact six very important areas of our life? So we come up with these whys, and those are financial, emotional, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. Do we have an acronym for this? I don't, but I always do them in that order because I know it's F-E-M-P-S-S. Like the, I can, I don't have an acronym for it yet. <laughs> Love that we need one. Oh, so good. So good. I'll say them again. It's financial, emotional, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And so everything that we really want in our lives is going to impact those areas. And by ignoring that fact doesn't mean that they're not going to do it. So for example, when I think about my business, financially, obviously that is how I support my family. And so for me, it's like financially, was it difficult at first? It was risky. It was scary. But the upside financially was I could create the life that I want for me and for my kids. I can grow the business exponentially, right? I can grow it multi-six figures, seven figures in a year. Like financially, the why makes total sense. But when we're starting a business, if we just hang it on the financial why, then when it gets hard, and it will always get hard at some point, the financial why doesn't feel like enough, Mm, right? Like it's like, I should just go get a job. Why am I even doing this? Let me just go get a job. Yeah. So that's why we look at the other pieces. So for me, when I look at emotional, like, man, running my own business would make me so proud. It would make me so happy and make me feel so fulfilled. Like emotionally, I know that. And when I look at mentally, I think I get to challenge myself. I get to figure things out every day in my business. I get to learn how to grow a business. I get to learn how to grow myself, grow a team. Mentally, I am challenged and stretched. And then physically, I get to work from wherever I want. I have this writing nook up in my bedroom. We live on the river. So I'm overlooking the river and the trees. My kids are downstairs. I was able to run downstairs, give them all hugs before I came up here for our interview. I get to set my hours. If I want to get up and have a dance party with my kids or take a nap, honestly, it's like I can do those things, right? Mm -hmm. Socially, I am making an impact in the world. I am changing people's lives. I also get to work with incredible people. And then spiritually, whatever your religious beliefs, it has nothing to do with that. But this is my soul's purpose. My soul's purpose is to share the damn framework and let people have their lives changed because of it. So now, if you see like how a fully fleshed out six dimensional why, like when the money doesn't seem like enough, then I rest back on like, yeah, but I get to challenge myself or this is my soul's purpose. Or when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not happy, proud, or fulfilled. I'm frustrated, (laughs) scared, and anxious. Then I'm like, yeah, but I get to change lives and I get to make this money. So we can rest on the different whys when one doesn't seem like enough. This is so powerful and so beautiful. And Whenever you talk, I just can't even seem to follow up because you're just like so good. It's spot on. I think so many of us, like we've heard it before. What's your why? What's your why? You need a why. And so many of us will say our kids and we stop there. Like that's always the answer. (laughs) 
I know, but here's the thing, Lindsay, when my kids drive me crazy, I'm like, you're not enough of a wife. <laughs> I love it. It's so true though. And although we do so much for our kids and they're of course like one of the most important yeah. things in our lives, we can do this for ourselves too. And I think this six dimensional why, like hearing you talk about your six dimensional why, you are so clear and spot on. You know where you're going. You know why you're doing it. This makes so much of a difference. And it, it just like when I did my six dimensional why, the confidence that I had moving forward, it just pushes me every day to move forward because you're so right. It can get hard. You can feel like giving up. All of us have felt like that. And I just love this framework that you've created. So the whole process that I work my clients through, like I said, it doesn't matter what big dream they come to me for. Like we do the damn manifesto and you dive into what does it mean? Right. Like financially, oh, I want to make this money. Yeah, but why? Right. Like I know for me, when I think about it, I think I want my kids to be able to take whatever lessons they want. I want to be able to go out to dinner with my girlfriends. And if I want to have an appetizer and dessert or have an extra cocktail, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, I don't know if I can. My sisters and I are going to the Elton John concert. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy the tickets. It's not about being showy to me. It's like, but I can financially be like, yeah, no, I can do that. I can do that as my way to contribute to the world. So we think about what are the specifics that mean something to us? What does it mean to me to feel proud and happy that I'm doing my business? And then we will craft it into the damn manifesto, which is super simple to say and easy to remember. And it will encompass all of those things, right? Like when I tell people my six dimensional why, I'm like, well, I want to be able to go to dinner and have appetizers and desserts. And I want to be able to buy tickets. Like I don't go into all of that. I just know for myself, it triggers all of those ideas. Yeah. And I think the next couple of years, I don't know if you would agree, Bevan, but like we're not magicians or we don't have a crystal ball or I'm not like an economist or a financial guru, but I think the writing's on the wall for things to get pretty hard over the next couple of years. And I think if we don't have strong enough whys, when things get hard, it's going to be difficult to keep taking another step to keep going forward. Again, we don't have a crystal ball, but I think right now more than ever, this is like the time you need to put this into practice and really, really listen here. Well, I will tell you, honestly, like this has been a really hard week for me. I don't know why, but it's been a very hard week. And even today, like I'll be completely transparent with everyone listening. I, about an hour before this call, had a total breakdown and was in tears because of some news I got around my business. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was talking to my business strategist and I was like, I am being tested to use my own process right now. I am being tested to say, okay, so when I'm feeling like all these feelings and when we talk about the different areas of my framework, like I talk about feelings and how there are no bad feelings and we feel them all. And I'm like, okay, so I am being tested on this. And one of the things that I know that I will do until I start to feel more secure in it is I will write out my damn manifesto every single morning. So I'll share mine. So my damn manifesto is 
to share the damn framework with as many people as possible in as many ways as possible. That's my yes. And then my why is in order to create a sustainable, thriving business that both supports and inspires my family and the world. Beautiful. And I will write that out every morning or anytime I'm feeling anxious to remind myself why I do what I do. There's something on my mind and it involves you. Do you feel like you're working so hard and all the time to not even be close to a multi six figure business? Give me a little here, here if you've ever had one of these thoughts. I can't imagine what I would need to do or invest to make multi six figures happen. If I took on more work, I would never have time for my family. I push so hard and show up consistently, but I have no leads. I find it really hard to get inquiries and even harder to get them to actually book with me. Most either ghost me or say I'm totally out of their budget. Let me ask you, is your hand up? How about the other? Maybe you've got a few more limbs in the air too. And that's totally okay because growing and scaling your business is hard. That's why I'm pumped to bring you the brand new down and dirty masterclass, how I 10x my wedding stationery business, 30K to 300K in just five years. Here's the secret to scaling without burnout. I figured out what worked and went all in on that and said no to everything else. And now I'm sharing what worked in this masterclass. Here's all the juicy topics we'll cover. How to warm up your leads so that the sale is easier to close. How to make your competition irrelevant so that you can eliminate ghosting for good. And how to set up your schedule so you actually have time to work on growing your business. I know you're working on client work 90% of the time. And this isn't surface level stuff either. I'm handing over the strategy that I used to grow my business to multi six figures. Plus, I'm going to show you the number one way I generate leads into my business. So let me ask you, do you want a solid plan of action? Do you want to stop wasting time and efforts on things that don't actually grow your business? This training will give you the chance to do just that. And the best part, it's on demand and ready to watch right now. Or you can catch the replay if you can't watch right away. You just got to sign up. Grab your spot at lindsayjwilliams.com slash masterclass. I'll see you there. I know we broke down the DAM, D-A-M-N. I know we broke that down. But once you have your DAM manifesto, where did these come into play? Is this just a constant reminder? Decided to declare a 10 year own party, moments, not minutes, now is the time. Is this something that you constantly come back to? Yeah. So it's interesting because, again, my business and my frameworks have evolved over time. And so the damn framework is really, it's the mindset. And I dance between these. So I use this example all the time. I have three kids now. So I used this same framework to decide. When Mark passed away, we were 60 days away from starting IVF again to have our third child. And so in 2020, I used this same framework. I decided and declared and I got present on it. And I said, now is the time. And I moved forward with the IVF using the embryos that Mark and I had frozen. And my beautiful little Miracella, my miraculous star turns one in six Oh my goodness, Bethan. I cannot believe that. I feel like she's four months old. (laughs) No, she's walking. I mean, it's crazy to me. 
but I use this in parenting. So when things are going crazy, because I have three kids under the age of six and I'm a solo parent, and when they're all going crazy and I've lost my temper, then I sit there and I'm like, okay, let me decide how I want to be in this moment, right? So I'm thinking about decide and declare, and I'm thinking about moments, not minutes at that point. And I'm thinking like, I got to get present. I got to attend to this party right here, not the stress of what's going on. So I can decide in that moment, like, okay, I'm going to shift. We're going to turn this like resistance to bedtime into checking into hotel, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is. Or I can use it. Like I said, I'm testing this on my fitness journey. And so I have a whole damn manifesto around that. And when I'm feeling like, oh my God, I don't want to do it. Then I break it down into the micro actions, which is my now is the time. And I think, what is the smallest possible action that I can actually take that I'll actually do? So once you understand those mindsets, you'll see them everywhere. You'll see, am I comparing myself to other people? And how can I shift that? Am I feeling this guilt about, you know, you're a mom too. Like, are you feeling guilt about not spending the time with your son, but instead working on your business and how do we shift that? So it just really can be used in any area of your life. But as you were asking, like, what's the next step? So I have this do the damn thing method. And that's where your damn manifesto is the very first pillar of that. And then we go into building your damn foundation which is building momentum, inviting the right people in at the right time for the right support and really just building that out. And then the third pillar is about having your adaptable plan for when things go hard. So having the ways that we proactively plan for things to go sideways, but then also how do we react? Like I said, this is where I'm being tested on my very own process this week to say, okay, when things aren't going the way that I want them to, how do I get centered and grounded and back on track? Yeah. So many. Oh my gosh. This is just amazing. And I love that this manifesto can translate into every part of our lives. And it's so funny, Bevan, like things pop up in my life and like, I've followed you for a while now, you know, I'm just like, I love you. I love everything you do. But thinking about the damn manifesto, especially as an entrepreneur, at least for me, like you think about it in terms of your business, I'm always looking for new techniques and new strategies and things I've never heard before. And Bevan is brilliant at all of that. But then as you go through life, this comes up in everything we do. I just started walking more at night. I walk with Jameson. It's like our little thing to do, but I really wanted to just improve my mental health, improve my fitness a little bit, get walking when Jameson goes to bed instead of like watching reruns of 90 Day Fiance, which I love. But I have to, like, I wanted to like get my body moving and I use the damn manifesto and it's so crazy. Like, and you just naturally use it. And of course, I know that you, you created it and you use it for different areas, fitness, parenting, business. But when you start to implement some of these things, guys, it really will change your life. And I'm just grateful for you introducing this to the world and just showing how versatile it can be. Yeah. So if we think about it, you know, let's take it out of the business world. I mean, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? A lot of people want to work with me because I have this experience with, you know, I will teach you to be rich and smart marketer and boom, and like growing businesses and working as their brand strategist and then working with 
other clients who are having their first five-figure months, right? And having their first six-figure years. So we apply this to their business. And then just like you said, they start to see how they can apply it to all the different areas of their life. So I bring this up, this fitness thing, because when I think about it, it is the one goal I have not accomplished in my life. And part of that is because if I just have a physical why, I frankly don't care enough. (laughs) There are days where I'm like, oh, I just don't care. To me, honestly, the most important why is the mental because I want to know that I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. So when I don't want to do it, because my fitness coach, she's like, do it for your kids. I'm like, they're the reason I haven't slept. Like, they're not (laughs) the reason today. But I can say, like, I want to know that any goal that I put my mind to, I can accomplish. And when we think about our relationships, right, we might not consider that a really strong, healthy relationship is going to impact us financially very strongly. It is going to impact, it's definitely going to impact us emotionally and mentally. It's going to impact us physically, where we live, how we live, who we spend time with socially. I mean, it applies to everything. And just because we ignore it doesn't mean it doesn't apply to everything. Bevan, something else I wanted to touch on because you mentioned this analogy and it's brilliant about the cars driving down the road. So you get in one car and you go a mile, you get in another car, you go half a mile. Now, I'm very much the personality of go all in on one thing. I don't know who originally said this, but if you want to take the island, you have to burn the boats. So when I pivoted my businesses and now have the podcast and do education, I really went all in and I'm still doing stationary for couples who like postpone three times and we're literally on year three and we're like wrapping it up or for like close friends and families. I'm still doing it, but I really jumped ship. I mean, I love stationary and I love teaching it and working with stationers, but I am all in on one goal. That's just my personality. I know some might be able to juggle both or get in two cars and hop back and forth. I got to stay in one car. That's just me. And sometimes it's easier for me to go all in on one thing because I've built one successful business. So I know that it's possible to do it again. Might not know how, but I know it's possible for people listening and they're scared or Mm -hmm. they think it's too risky or they want to just keep the side hustle here and maybe you know, stay at the nine to five here so that they have that financial cushion, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the financial cushion, nothing wrong with that. But how would you address that as far as like the pros and cons of doing two things to have a financial cushion or going all in, trusting your damn manifesto and giving it your all staying in one car and just push it on the gas? Oh man, I have so many answers to all of these questions. So One thing is I am actually not really a like leap in the net shall appear. Mm. So I am not a force yourself to feel the fear in order to get the results. Okay. Some people are like, I have to quit my job in order to force myself to do it. I'm not really into that. Now, when I told Mark that I was not going to look for a job anymore, I had a spreadsheet. I love you. (laughs) So you, I love it. I am a secret spreadsheet lover. We had a wedding spreadsheet. We have Thanksgiving spreadsheets. So I had a spreadsheet and I said, if I don't make another penny from this day forward, like I put in my severance package, I put unemployment, 
I probably had a little bit of savings in there just to show him, but I was like, if I don't make another penny from here forward, we will run out of money on October 12th. Nothing funny about that, but it just like, I can see you so organized about this that I'm smiling because this is so you and I didn't do any of this. I should have. So it's twofold. One is some people are like, that's so terrifying. I'm like, yeah, but then every penny I made moved Mm. that date back. So it was like, hey, I made my first thousand dollars. We're good till the 19th. And so it was just showing how things were unfolding, but it also made it a lot easier for Mark to say, okay, I can see you've thought this through, like we can work on this together. So I was just making it easier for him to support me. So if you want to take this leap, figure out what makes it easier for you. Now, if that means you create your own severance package, this is something I do with a lot of my clients who are transitioning from work to being an entrepreneur. You make your own severance package. You create an account. You can go online and do it. There's tons of banks that have zero fee accounts and you can name them something. So I name them severance package. And then you just start putting money into it. It has to be its own dedicated account. You put money into it. And then when you get to a point where you have whatever that number is that you feel good about, a month, two months, three months, whatever it is, you know that you can now quit your job at any moment because you have that severance package that will carry you through the couple of months as you're building your business up. Because if you think about it, again, if you quit your job and you're putting your full force into it 40 hours a week, the likelihood of you not making any money is very slim because if you are not making money, you need to do things differently. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So again, this is why a lot of the clients I work with, like we say, okay, if you aren't making the money that you want to, or you're ready to go to your next level, what got you here will not get you there. So what's working? Let's do more of that. What's not working? Let's tweak it or stop it. So I get it. But the other question you're kind of asking here is like, what if they want all these different ideas and they want to bring all of those along? So I would argue that bringing all of them along is actually what is going to stop you from being successful because you're trying to get 17 cars to the same destination, which inherently is impossible, but also you're confusing your audience. So if you're trying to do five different things. You're trying to be, you know, a copywriter and a web developer and a yoga teacher and decorate cakes. Then when you talk to your audience, they honestly do not know why to hire you. Yes. Spot on. Bevan, so good. (laughs) One thing I'll say about that though, is like one thing I'm really good at is helping people find the through line, Mm. find the common thread. So like for me, for example, when I say I want to share the damn framework with as many people as possible in as many ways as possible, that encompasses the mastermind that I lead. It encompasses my speaking engagements. It encompasses the book that I'm writing because I know that those are the many different ways. I'm not saying I have to go all in only on speaking engagements, but I know that everything that I do, I hold it up to this damn manifesto. And I say, is this project, is this idea, in support and service of that damn manifesto, is it going to move it further along? And if it is, then hell yeah, let's do it. And if it's not, then it's a no for now. Yeah. There's so many gems that you talk about that I could just like jump on and keep going. Like the no for now, like you just open up doors to just like, what do you mean by that? Just keep going. But something else 
that you said you were talking about how this plan made it easier for Mark to support the idea of you not looking for another job. And I know that Mark was your biggest cheerleader and supporter. So I don't think he would ever even need the spreadsheet to support it. But another thing that you talk about that I hope you don't mind me asking Mm -hmm. is permission versus support. When you talk Mm -hmm. about this, I just, I think you sent an email about this recently. It's so eye-opening for me. And I think a lot of people get this part wrong. So can we talk about that permission versus support? Yeah. I just wrote about this on addicted to success. That's probably what you saw. The article. Yes. I talk about it all the time because it is something that we all do. And so we are all unconsciously going around asking for permission about everything, right? Hey, I'm thinking about starting this business. What do you think? Or I'm thinking about quitting my job. Do you think that I should? Or it's like, hey, I'm thinking about going into this new fitness program. What are your thoughts on it? Or I'm thinking about getting back out there and dating. Like, what do you think? And the problem with that is that when you're asking somebody for this permission, it's unconscious, but you're asking them for permission. And what they do is they try it on for themselves. And if they're at all uncomfortable, they will start eating away at your dream. So if you're like thinking about starting this business and they try it on, they're like, that scares them out of their mind. They're going to be like, I don't know, in this economy? Mm. Or like, I'm thinking about quitting my job. And it's like, ooh, well, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, right? And they start eating away at it. And it's not malicious because you're usually asking this of people that care about you. You're not asking complete strangers. So you're asking people who love you, who care about you, and they want to keep you safe. They don't want to see you hurt. They don't want to see you fail. And so it's like when you send your kid to school with a permission slip, you're releasing them from liability. Like you're saying, I'll take this on myself. And that's what you're asking people to do. And it's uncomfortable. And I just want to tell everyone listening, like you are not a second grader trying to go to the zoo. You don't need a permission slip. You don't need anyone's permission to go after your big dreams. And so instead, we ask for support. Also in that article, I talk about counsel too. And counsel is something where it's like, if you need advice from someone who has done it before, that's counsel. But when we're talking about the difference between permission and support, support is I'm doing this thing and I would love your support. But if you're not comfortable with that, that's okay. Their decision about whether or not to support you does not impact your decision about whether or not to do it. Amen. And this is even like spouses, significant others, parents, like this is even that, right? So again, like when my clients go through this mastermind and we talk about building your support team, like you start with two to three cheerleaders and they are very rarely your parents. (laughs) Very (laughs) rarely. A lot of times it will be a spouse because they are so intimately tied to what you're doing. But it's usually not then like siblings, parents that are in that group. It's like people who you trust to cheer you on. So I saw this so clearly when I decided to move forward with the IVF and have Maristella. I knew that some people were not excited. People had told me when I even just mentioned the idea, people were like, that sounds crazy. That sounds like a terrible idea, which was devastating to me because I knew this was the thing that if I didn't do it, when I turned 75, it was going to be the thing that I regretted. And so I just told three people, 
three of my girlfriends from my book club. I started a text chain. I said, your job is to cheer me on. Like your job is to be like, yay for blood tests. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about your ultrasound. Seven pregnancy tests. Woohoo. Like that was their job. And then when I got to a point where I was comfortable enough with the pregnancy, you know, we had passed a certain amount of time. So I felt like, okay, this pregnancy is going to be viable. Then I sent out a video and because it's COVID, right? So I couldn't like see a lot of people in person. So I sent them a video because I wanted them to hear me tell this. And I told them that I was pregnant and I was so excited about bringing another piece of Mark into the world. And I said in it, I would love as much support as possible. And if you would like to support me in this, please reach out. But if you're not comfortable, this doesn't get you excited and jazzed, like that's okay too. And some people I have not heard from because they weren't comfortable. They were scared. They're nervous for me and that's okay. But their decision about whether or not to support me had no impact on my decision about whether or not to do it. And it is the same with our business. When we ask people for support, their decision does not impact whether or not you go after it. Oh, Bevan, what a beautiful message to end on. And I just want to say the only reason I'm letting you go is because I have a doctor's appointment. Otherwise, I would be like, three hours. I am just so grateful for everything that you share, the mission that you're on to share this manifesto, this message, every golden nugget that comes out of your mouth is just so inspiring. And I'm grateful that you took the time to be on the show. Where can we find you? Because I know everybody is going to want to binge some Bevan content. So where can we find you? The best place to find me is at dothedamnthing.com. And that will always have trainings on how you can apply this framework to your life. And then, you know, you can find me on Instagram at Bevan Farrand, but dothedamnthing.com is really the best place because I'm not actually that active on social media. (laughs) I totally should be. But yes, dothedamnthing.com is the best place. Awesome. Everything, guys. I'll link dothedamnthing.com. I will link your social pages, Bevan. And then I'm also going to link that article that we mentioned because it was such a good read. So I will link all of it. Bevan, thank you for coming on the show. As always, such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited we're going to do it again soon. So I can't wait to be back here with you. Yes. Thank you, Bevan. So excited. There you have it. We just finished another episode of the Build That Business podcast. For a recap of the show, head on over to lindsayjwilliams.com slash show notes. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded creative entrepreneurs, join us inside our private Facebook group at lindsayjwilliams.com slash group. I can't wait to see you there. Oh, and P.S. If you love this episode and never want to miss an opportunity to be challenged and inspired, click subscribe now. Keep on building that business, girl friends.